Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for lending your listening ears. This is the Radio Nova Morning Glory podcast. 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 The, the partiest, partiest podcast. Podcast. Yep. Yeah, no. Okay, we're never going to get that right. Never. We, I think we got it right the first one of these that we did. Possibly. You can listen back to that, by the way. It's the one uh, five to the left, I think. <laughs> we're up here on iTunes. Look at this. Woo. iTunes, Yeah, if you don't mind. Digital. iTunes with a digital podcast. Who thought? Uh, um, you, t- you know, if she was still live, Mum uh, would be very proud. She would. would be very, she'd be downloading the podcast now to get us to the top of the charts it, many, it, many of the time. It feels different when you're in AAIC format rather than in uh, MP3. No, I'm, or gla- in I'm, I'm glazing over. Right, so. Gravy Cocktails made me almost puke this week. Mm. Um, Connor came up with a recipe for something. And oh, do you know what? Even thinking about it now, my stomach is starting to move and churn. Thick, gloopy gravy Jesus. with vodka, celery, no. celery salt, no. black pepper. Of course, I asked to ask the stupid question, what, what do you get if you want just a, a mocktail, a gravy mocktail? Yeah. Just, just gravy. gravy. Yeah. Liam Neeson was on the show with us this week. He hung out with our man at the movies, producer Clint Dreberg, and they got a few questions in because uh, Liam was in town for the new movie, The Commuter. Lads who haven't been around in quite some time and one of them whom has been living in Lanzarote, now, living it up. I have a question about this. All right. Because you're not supposed to technically put music on the podcast. Oh, yeah, can Can we? you put a session on the podcast because it's not recorded music? Ooh, but it is recorded music because it's it recorded it here. Are we going to get taken down? Don't know. Nobody, yeah, no, something. nobody might be listening to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the man that was supposed to be working with Dolores O'Riordan on Monday, I mean, the world came out in an outpouring of grief with, mm. when Dolores O'Riordan died on Monday and everyone went, oh my God, at 46, no one was expecting that. We talked to producer Martin Glover, who was supposed to be working with her on Monday mm. when she was discovered in her hotel room in London. And then he got the phone call to say, yeah, yeah she's not going to be there. Uh, Martin, by the way, has worked with Guns N' Roses and Primal Scream and Pink Floyd. In fact, he was a co-producer on that latest, yeah. last Pink Floyd album. All of that on the Radio Nova Morning Glory podcast. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Let's talk with a bit of a legend now, Connor. I mean, Martin Glover, you have worked with some of the biggest recording artists in the world. Um, and you had been or you were supposed to be working with Dolores O'Riordan on the day that she died. How did that, uh, how did working with Dolores compare to working with some of those other artists that we've mentioned? Well, hi, good morning, yeah. Good morning. Dolores, Dolores is, um, is, is, one of, is, is up there in the pantheon of great artists, I think, and uh, the reaction has just confirmed that, really, doesn't it? The, the, I think she'd actually got herself under the radar a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but her voice so unique and her her writing her, her songs are so strong she'll be remembered for many many years well, it, um, it, it's funny my, my wife was only saying to me yesterday that it's such a pity that somebody has to die to see how much love in the world there is for them um, mm. because the outpouring of grief has been absolutely massive what happened on Monday she was supposed to be around your place to do some work that's right and uh and it was a double massive shock that she just didn't show up. And then I got a call saying that she had been reported she died. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it had been a, it must have been a mistake. Um, and it's it's a very surreal experience. I was only yeah. talking to her a few days ago. Mm. Um, what were you working on with uh, Dolores at the time? 
We're doing a side project of hers called D-A-R-K. Um, and uh, we, that, that's pretty much finished. It was just the last session. It was the last My few vocal overdubs. Right. Um, and it's, so does does that mean that there's stuff um, in the can that we will possibly hear in yeah, the future? Is this, is this going to get a release date? Possibly. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how it will proceed after this. Mm, okay. Um, okay. I would have thought so because people want to hear it. Yeah. Now, how does it compare, though, to Cranberry's records, do you think? Well, it's different. As uh, solo records are different from the Cranberries. Mm. Nevertheless, it's got her unique voice and... Her lyrics and things like that on it that makes it uniquely hers, but it's not uh, it's not a rough, it's not a rock record in that sense. Um, okay. Because D.A.R.K. Uh, is the the project that she was uh, doing with Ole Koretsky and uh, ba- <laughs> the Andy Rourke, the bassist from the Smiths. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can I can imagine you know you getting that call on Monday, um, sort of saying, "Look, you you, you maybe thought she was being delayed or, or something mm. like that, but to find out that she'd actually passed away, that uh, that's quite something, isn't it?" It's really shocking, and uh, it makes you realise you can't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's just I'm still trying to sort of adjust myself to sort of think about it. I haven't. Um, I've just taking a few days out and there's a big hole basically mm. I don't really want to fill it either it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's bizarre yeah well listen we really do appreciate your time um, and, the, and the fact that you were probably one of the last people to you know have a conversation and, yeah. and do some work with and Dolores, to work with which was, Dolores yeah. which was uh, which is really something I suppose um, again Martin we, we appreciate your time thanks so much for, um, for for chatting to us here on Radio Nova this morning Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Connor and I were talking on the radio earlier in the week about the awful weather and and you heard about those people who were stuck on the motorway between Scotland and England, right? It would put a dent in your plans for a Tuesday evening. Well, it would. It would, yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to make it. I'm actually stuck on the motorway here now. The but only thing about it is that it is, you know, you're in an insulated-ish vehicle. Are you? Uh, uh, are you, though? Are you? Uh, are you? Yeah, and, and look, if the snow is that bad that it's going to close down the motorway, it's probably, you know... It's going to act as a little bit of insulation on top of your car. Possibly. But we were saying here, would you keep the engine running mm. and run out of fuel? Because then that leads to more problems when the road is opened up and yeah. you're stuck in the hard shoulder or whatever. Or what do you do? But our Swiss contingent has come in with some fantastic advice. This is brilliant. I mean, Christian Tanner, uh, obviously, they, they get a lot of snow there. Yeah. So, he's probably used to getting stuck in, in various uh, areas and cars and stuff. And he says, that's why you always have a few candles and matches in your car. A single candle can warm up your car considerably for a long time. That is absolutely <sighs> brilliant. What? I would never, the only sage advice. I think I have like a birthday candle for for a top of a birthday cake in the car. We- I don't even know why that's there. Weirdly, because my car has a leak and it smells a bit damp the odd time, <laughs> I have a Christmas candle in my car at What, the do you go around with the glitz? A Christmas scented candle <laughs> in, you know, the little bit in the middle beside the, uh, that you usually keep your drinks in? Yeah. In one of them is a Christmas candle. What, do you actually light it because your car smells damp? No. Oh my God, you do, you sap. No, I don't. Why do you, you what, you just, just use... Just the normal scent of the candle. 
is enough. It's almost enough to mask the scent of damp and <laughs> old man cigarettes. That's classic. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pleasant car. I've been wondering why producer Clint, who I usually give a lift to, hasn't uh, wanted Kicked a lift up. in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. But, um, He's yeah. rebelling. Yes, he is. That is brilliant. You yeah. go around with a scent of... So you'd be all right if I'd you were stuck. No, no matches. Oh. No matches, no lighter, right. just a candle. Right, okay. So, you know, that's useless. Right. And plus the fumes in a small space of a scented oh, candle. Oh, scented candle. <laughs> you'd have the most banging headache. <laughs> you'd be wrecked. Oh, you'd, you'd be, be like, out cold. Oh, Jesus, do I want to be freezing or banging headache? Oh, oh my goodness. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. By the look of your face, Connor Irwin, it looks like you've got a serious question. How do you feel about cocktails, Marty? I love cocktails. Right, always drink responsibly. Yes. Um, how do you feel about gravy, I I like gravy. Yeah, I see where this is going. How and do I don't you, like it. <laughs> how do you feel about stocktails? No, I don't like this. This is a new trend, right? That I, gives you meaty craft cocktails. No, mixing broth and booze. No, just have a steak and a drink. Apparently, <laughs> stocktails are a big thing in you know fancy bars. Well, KFC, who are the masters of the uh, PR stunt yeah. have come up with gravy cocktails. Is that a stocktail? It's not really a stocktail. It's kind of a stocktail. But you know uh, KFC gravy? I, I don't like it. Uh, really? No. You're one of the few people around the world because right. it is world famous. Of course. And people drink the stuff. Oh, God. Uh, KFC has done stuff in the past. Uh, a 14 grand sandwich made from a meteorite, chicken corsages, a bath bomb that smells like oh, yeah, yeah, that's Kentucky right. Fried Chicken and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. Now they've come up with gravy cocktails. So you can have that thick, meaty goodness <laughs> with your favourite cocktail. Oh, no. I'm, I knew this was happening. I'm trying to get him to go. I can just imagine it sitting in a glass with a thick, little umbrella. And it's all in. gloopy. Oh, and You know the way. So do you, would you fancy a Bloody Mary? No. How's about a gravy Mary? <laughs> ah. Or a whiskey sour? No? A whiskey sour, yeah. Yeah. What about a finger licking sour? No. With a dollop of juicy, no. meaty gravy no, on top? That's just, I mean, that's just like going into your ma's on a Sunday and drinking the gravy boat. Well, we've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> no. No? No. Have oh. we? No. Well, there's another one, the final one, uh, the Southern Twist, which I think you'll like. Mm-hmm. It's Kentucky bourbon. Yes. Uh, bringing mellow sweet spices and notes of gravy when you <laughs> add the gravy. Oh, God. Would, uh, you, would you have one of those? Of course I would. There's also a herbal note of parsley on the rim of the glass. Do they do virgin ones? Uh, that's just gravy. <laughs> Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Liam Neeson's on the show with us. Our man at the movies, Clint Dreberg, was hanging out with Liam Neeson, Irish movie royalty, yep. on Friday night. And his lips were not sealed. No. No. He had to stop him talking kind of thing. Yeah, he had one of those annoying publicists with him, though, from America, who was like, kind of like oh, Liam's only going to answer one question each. It's got to be about the movie. And you just want to push her in the face. Like, <laughs> I've done a few of these things, and she was one of the worst. Really? The film company, I have to say, in Ireland are fantastic. Right. But your publicist that came with Liam Neeson from America, right. get rid of her. Yeah, okay, right. okay. So the, that rant is now over. The Commuter <laughs> is uh, Liam's new film. Uh, have you seen Nonstop, the one with him on the plane? Uh, yes. Uh, take no, it on the plane. Where he's um, a marshal. Correct. Yes. This is the same film on a train. On a train. So, right. so we've had Taken, <laughs> one, yep. two and three, Taken yep. on a plane, and now it's Taken on a train. Yep, pretty much. Right, and so. anyway, he, of course, uh, Liam was in fine form because he'd just been to see the president. He got a lovely Distinguished Services Award, and uh, that's when I got talking with him. 
You're playing insurance salesman in the commuter. Uh, you were spending some time with the president today. You haven't played a president. Would you like to play a president? Yeah, it would depend on the script. As long as Joe Michalazzaro was directing it. Would you? Do you think about roles like that? Is there something you need to tick the box off with after all these action films? Not really. I've no desire to be King Lear or Hamlet or do anything like that. Um, I just like good material, like good cast. We had a great cast on this, by the way. I should have said that earlier. No, you did. It was a fantastic film. And uh, really, really did you have to? Were you tired at the end of the day of filming? Exhausted. This? I was really exhausted. Yeah, but it was a nice exhaustion. You know? So no plans to play the president for Liam Neeson, right? Okay. He, he's got other things There's to a bit do. Of a height There's difference. Difference. very much a height difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he could actually play two presidents. I yeah, think. yeah. Or he'd have to play it on his knees. <laughs> yeah. You did mention Taken, though. He is, of course, famous for saying those words in Taken. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. And I wondered whether this sort of, that saying comes to haunt him every now and then. When the first Taken movie came out, my sons were always at me to leave messages for their friends. So if I had a 25 cents for every message I left for their friends, I'd be quite wealthy. <laughs> I don't think he needs the 25 cents. No. Uh, no. He probably had, he'd have $12 or something. <laughs> In all reality. I would say everybody who meets him, it's like, oh, God, can you just do that? Yeah. But yeah. as you can tell, the voice there is, oh. in person, you kind of, you know, I don't swoon often, but I kind of did a little. I bet you did. He's kind of hamming it up there, though, isn't he, a little bit? And he's doing all right for 65, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he doesn't look it. He, he's in fine form. Just a shame about this film. I wish I could say nice things about this film. Oh. I can only say average things. Okay. Because okay. it really is just average. What did you give it? Three stars because he's a nice guy. Right. <laughs> but like because a, he's a nice guy. He's a little stars. afraid of him. No, if you've seen Nonstop, you've seen this one. You've seen them all. But okay. Vera Farmiga's in it. If you know the Bates Motel or the TV show, yeah. she's the, the creepy girl in this. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's good. It's, it does keep you on the edge of your seat, but it could just have been a little bit better. But, okay, and then stars for Liam meeting him in person because oh, five he's... five stars. Five stars all the way? Mm. Minus five for his publicist friend from America. Okay. 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 Uh, I just think uh, Liam uh, needs to do more Schindler-like things. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, my yeah, goodness, yeah. yeah. When's well, he done something like that since? One of my favourite movies of all time. Because the, the big money's in those bloody blockbuster jobbies well, like well, that. Well, once he did Taken... And then there's no way too. There's no way back. You're done now. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Nice to see this threesome come in and hang out with us and chat with us and play music with us live. From Donegal, the revs were in. You remember Wire to the Moon, don't you? I love it in a tune when somebody calls out, Guitar, Sala, come on. Oh my goodness, it's been so long. It's the revs are here. How's nope. it going? Good. It literally has been, uh, well, it's well over 10 years, I think, since I've seen you guys. Yeah. Jump right into that there, microphone, Rory, for it me. Is, will uh, you? It's actually, it's, we did our first gig in 10 years uh, in August of last year. Right. It was the first time we gigged. We gigged in Whelan, so it was just, because um, we never actually fell out or anything. It was just one of those where it wasn't happening. We got stressed and... Uh, we, uh, well, we kind of self-imploded a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be, I mean, the, the very obvious question. Like, well, what happened? Where, 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 why did it all come to a grinding halt? Uh, I think it was, it was basically sad to say it, but it was, it was money, really. We had mm. none. <laughs> okay. right. And we owed a lot. We, uh, we self-funded our third album, and uh, it was our best album. Uh, we, all, 
We can definitely say that. Okay. But unfortunately, um, we had no company or nothing, and uh, we paid for the album ourselves, mm. taken out a bank loan. Thank you very much, Ulster Bank. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, just, it just. Are, are you now in Nama? <laughs> <laughs> We're now on the run. Yeah, the Canary Islands. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was no. wondering where the town came from. <laughs> uh, was it? Was there a lot? There was a lot of touring as well. That takes its toll, right? Yeah, I think it, it would have worked better for us if we uh, if the six years we were you know in public eye were reversed right we started off almost at the top because our yes. first single became a hit which is just and it was only an indie release it's mm. funny somebody was saying that about uh, the cranberries recently uh, yeah. just yesterday actually after yeah. Dolores' death that if there had been a slower burn she might have been more able yeah. to cope with everything that happened and it, it must be sort of strange when you have that boom we've arrived here's the big song and and then things kind of dwindle a little bit. Yeah, well, I remember we remember we had like a red diary, and it, it was all like um, pub gigs. We were playing in Donegal and Fermanagh yeah. and Sligo, and uh, we had to start cancelling and, and like scribbling out thing and putting in Slane Castle Stereophonics. <laughs> Jeez, scribbling oh. out MJ yes. Cars and Sligo, putting in support uh, Muse <laughs> Dublin Castle. You know, Jesus, and it was it just happened yeah. so quick. Yeah, and um, I saw the Slane gig. I was there for that. Yeah, yeah really. I was yeah. There for that. Yeah. Oh, you were there yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were. We nearly didn't make it. The radio station. I was on at the time we were broadcasting from there so we'd been there all day long oh, in yeah. fact you guys had come into us oh yeah yeah uh, in a porter cabin up, up the back yeah. so anyway yeah it was um, such a blur uh, yeah of course it was yeah, of course it was in, in other words you didn't make any impression whatsoever <laughs> and move on to the next question <laughs> now that you're back and you're doing your thing again does it feel as fresh as it did the first time or is it like putting on an old pair of shoes kind of thing like I think it's just nice to hang out with the guys again, to be honest. It, it, it's not like we're not trying to take over the world or even yeah. take over Ireland. We're just, um, we did the gig out of a, a friendly thing. We wanted to play the music again. And because it's sold out just on Facebook, it sold out in a month in Whelan's with great, 450 great. tickets. We didn't even do it. We didn't even make a poster. Right. So then because <laughs> because that caused a little bit of a stir, I suppose, in, in the Dublin scene, man. Yeah. But like we were approached by MCD then to do another one. So that, that's cool. the reason. So okay. we're just doing this gig and we'll take it from there. There's no... No agenda. Well, that's kind of right. cool. No pressure, no hassle. See here, see where it goes kind of yeah. thing. Let's remind ourselves of what the revs are all about here on Morning Glory. It's a live acoustic session. One, two, three.
soon be alright. The next time won't be alright. This time you'll be alright. The next time won't be alright. This time you'll I don't, I don't know how this one's going to go down, Marty. Oh. I really don't. Uh-oh. Maybe uh, you shouldn't do it. And it's it's not funny. We're going to Maine in... Uh, there's so many coincidences in this story, it's ridiculous. We're going to Maine mm-hmm. in the US, right? Mm-hmm. A Maine animal rescue group says it's raised enough money to save a 15-year-old pony that lost parts of its penis due to frostbite and cancer. Oh. Which is not nice. Bridgeton-based animal rescue unit took over care of the pony uh, that was suffering from cancer and infection. Brogan Horton said temperatures plummeted to 25 below, exacerbating the problem, causing part of the animal's flesh to break off during an examination. Ah, stop. The poor pony was left out in the freezing cold. But the animal, which has been christened Richard... Oh, yeah is now being spared and saved because they've raised four grand for its uh, care and uh, including some reconstructive surgery. All right. For the pony. So does he need reconstructive surgery? He I does. know if it's fallen off, but yeah. I mean, does he actually need the bits? Well, I don't know whether he needs them or not, but, you know, he's getting them, whether he likes <laughs> them or not. Horton said the pony is going to be transferred to an animal hospital tomorrow and the surgery is set to take place on Monday. Oh. So, uh, old Dick the Pony... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. And you, yeah. Richard. Yeah, and you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're a Star Wars fan, aren't you? Yeah, I like a bit of Star Wars. You'll know this. The cantina thing. Yeah. Well, somebody with way too much time on their hands has reconstructed the cantina theme by playing a Rubik's Cube. How do you play a Rubik's Cube? Now, not only have they played the Rubik's Cube, they've taken a totally messed up Rubik's Cube. Right. And completed and finished all of the sides while playing the cantina t- uh, theme. Brilliant. That's it. And so- Messed up Rubik's Cube becomes complete and proper Rubik's Cube all in the time it took to play. Have you ever uh, solved a Rubik's Cube? Only by taking the stickers off. (laughs) Replacing them, I did that as well. (laughs) When I was a young player. Or breaking the thing up and sticking it back together. Have you ever done it where you push all of the components in? No. So you don't take the stickers off, you just break the the segments off. Like a Terry's chocolate orange and then put it all back together. together. I'd love to learn how to do it. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's (laughs) impressive anyway, that thing that's doing the rounds at the moment you'll find that if you if you google cantina theme with rubik's cube you'll get exactly that and it's very impressive and it's somewhat fecked up morning glory on radio nova thank you for listening to our 
podcast. Forgot that we were doing this bit, sorry. No, that's I okay. Just totally turned off. No, no, it's grand. It's just listening. It's all there. It's done. <laughs> okay, grand. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>